Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of the Stompcast. Uh, we are very much just meandering through uh, the beautiful Brockwell Park. We're not going to the Lido today though, are we? We're I imagine that. I was that I'm actually, yeah, so for the people that can't see it, I'm in swimming trunks. I should have had to, why did I blow your cover? I could have been like, we're doing this while you're doing lengths. Yeah, and like, Harry, Harry just swam at four lengths completely underwater <laughs> with a perfect dive. <laughs> and, and answered the question. Yeah. Well, we're not doing that. It's a bit too chilly, even for maybe the brave souls. Although apparently you said people do still go swimming now. Yeah, they? well, I was going to say, yeah, so there's a Lido that we can actually see from where we're walking now. And I am what they call a fair weather swimmer me too in that i go maybe twice when it's very very hot yes and they can and the people that go every day look at me like we see what you're doing yes it's, it is that hesitancy Liar. in the eyes yeah they can yeah, smell yeah. the hesitancy uh, actually that doesn't make much sense you can see no, the but they can they, i feel they can smell the hesitancy because they, they can, can smell my fact 50 at they the very tell. least so as we go into part two i'd be really interested to chat to you about what it's like dealing with the fear of failure around acting, the kind of putting yourself out there, the mental resilience. And I think it'd be interesting to start from that perspective of your auditioning, particularly in the kind of very, very early days of this. Yeah. Did you feel any sense of, oh gosh, do I belong here? Given the fact you know, you come from a different direction, you haven't done the traditional route, or were you able to kind of go, well, do you know what, I kind of, let's just go for it? Well, I think I basically realised after, and I wish I'd realised this like before, I started working, but I realised after I started working that it basically doesn't help anyone kind of feeling that they've made the wrong decision. Because I think I went into pretty much every job being like, you've made a mistake, but it's fine. We'll just, we'll just see how it goes and just yeah. hope that they don't realise right. and then go, get out of here, yeah. scram. And so, yeah, I think I definitely did feel that, especially when it was, I don't know, just like a very, I don't know, that especially with um, being on set, there's so many people there and it's very difficult to feel like you're not right for the job. I don't know, something like that. There's a sense of like, um, almost like you can imagine that you could get easily get into a situation where you're almost apologising for yourself, aren't you? You're kind of like yeah. uh, in the air and just, you know, and that's, I guess that's just a sense of, you're kind of guessing what they want as well. Yeah, I, I presume. So. Like you don't always, I'd imagine, you know, you know what you're auditioning for roughly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But they could be looking for certain hair colour, eye colour, certain accent, they could be looking for certain you know, presence or whatever. It's... And I think that's actually quite helpful. I weirdly find that quite helpful. Really? Because, well, just because it's actually, it's some, sometimes I think it's so unpersonal. If you don't get a job, it might be literally, oh, we need someone to be this tall because our other person's this tall and we need someone to look like this way. And so sometimes it's like, oh, I might have done a fine job. I'm just not right for it. Maybe that's actually a really quite good way to approach a lot of situations. Doesn't it? It'd be like, this situation hasn't happened. It might be a different interview you've had for you know, a more traditional role, I guess, or job or something you've applied yeah. for. Taking that thing of like, do you know what, this I'm not meant to be applies some kind of like third party control. And no, like no, no, but so it's in just like, oh, you know, it was, some, it was someone else's job. So yeah. that's fine. They've, they've got that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm trying to think of like, if I was going for like, which I, I, by the way, I do know this is not how the medical trade works, but going for an interview to be a doctor, I, but would, that, would that context work? They're like, you 
aren't bl- you aren't don't have green eyes well, so well the thing is that i i think with medicine is you know when i when i got my first job um working in king's which is very close to here it's very much around the corner you know Denmark hill oh yes I've, actually got, I've got friends that used to work there. it's it's very close uh, and uh, i've seen people um, from very much these areas you know coming in as part of the catchment area i guess for king's but when i started my first job i re- i vividly remember walking from the hospital accommodation which no offense uh, to kings that i don't think they use it anymore was pretty bad and um, so i walked from this hospital accommodation up this car park towards this hospital that i've watched on 24 hours a day that i know is one of the best hospitals in the world yeah in fact it's the number one liver unit for example in europe it's it oh is, a, God, it is an unbelievable very safe living it's, safe a, it's very right. cool <laughs> very cool a uh, very c- good hospital so i remember walking in thinking what on earth am I doing here? Like, am I good enough? Do I know what I'm doing? Am I? So maybe it's different, not so much in the interview perspective, but almost like when you've got the job, you kind of, well, I felt like an imposter. Well, no, but I, totally I felt like an imposter. Because when you're interviewing for it, you're like almost, you are trying to convince them that you're yeah. right for the job. And when you get it, you're like, like God, you, you believe me? Seriously? Well, I was oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I was kidding. I was, I was bantering you. Yeah, it's like what it was called was chemistry, is what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally know what you mean with it. And then when you got it, yeah, it's just a bit like, oh, God, now, now I've got to actually do it. Well, now you've got to go actually do it. And I think that... That was, and, and, and if you're not careful, it can really self-sabotage. Like I remember on the first day, I stood there and uh, was still writing, it was the end of paper notes. I don't think they use anymore on, on the wards. What is that? Is that like, so the end of your shift? You... Well, just, so I just was, I, it was just doing, I was going around and so one of the patients was still in pain. I need to prescribe uh, paracetamol, literally paracetamol, okay, IV okay. paracetamol I was prescribing. And I couldn't remember the dose or how to prescribe it. And yeah. I stood there looking at this paper, turned the nurse, I was like, I've got a real mind blank. What do I do here? And it, it, she was amazing, to be fair. She was just yeah. kind of like, look, it happens to almost every doctor on the first couple of days because you just go blank and almost that kind of imposter syndrome. Yeah. If, you're not care- if you're not very careful, it can sabotage your actual totally, skill. Totally, totally. Is and that something can, yeah. that well, you've seen happen you in your more faith career. in it than should, because it's actually just like nerves. The nerves are totally normal for any mm. job and just not, not to read too much into it. But did you have a moment when you were doing doctoring mm. that you had like this shift of being like, Oh, I get this, and, I'm, and you oh, suddenly yeah. were like, "Oh, now I know what I'm doing." Three or four I know, months like... in, I remember it was about it was about twelve, twelve, yeah, twelve, sixteen weeks in. I suddenly was like, "Oh, well, I'm a doctor." It's so nice, it was so right? Really like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suddenly started putting a stethoscope on with a bit of a skip in my step. Yeah, you know, and you're like, just like, "I'm like putting out fires." I'm prescribing all over the paracetamol shop. everywhere, just left, right, and centre. Yeah, you were you were just in boots, just like, handing bam, it out. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, nice. exactly. But it, it, there is an element of. You kind of sometimes have to kind of walk that walk before you're even confident enough to walk it, don't you? You've got to totally. just go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake it to make it, I think people, a lot of people say. It I think, and bit, you know, you know, no, no, but I, I think I definitely, I definitely do have that when I'm going to like auditions or something like that. I, I... Do you have an example, like an anecdote of a time where you kind of went to something and thought, oh God, here we go. And well, I think I, I've, defi- I've definitely like done auditions where I've just like, well, it was, it was just afterwards being like the only person I got in the way of by doing it really shyly or, or like not feeling confident was myself. So just like pretend that you're very confident and you're like the person they're looking for. Also, I'm saying this, I rarely do it, but I know that I yeah. should do it. Yeah. So would you say that for, for people who are listening, uh, who are out there having me stop now, and I hope you're enjoying a stomp and it's nice, at least a five out of 10 day, like it sure. is for us. So yeah, it's yeah, at least yeah. dry. A five out of 10. Well, it's not actually dry, at least if it's not raining there, I hope you're enjoying it. 
you know, what tips, yeah, what would you say, like if someone is nervous about going for an interview as a, I don't know, for as a medic or it's a job to work in, in the local shop or whatever, whatever it is, what advice would you give? Because I do think that your experience and that how much you put yourself out there is really helpful to people listening. Imagine if I was like, run, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, no, um, yeah, I guess it would just be, I suppose, to put it all in perspective. And I, I do, obviously, like, this comes with a caveat. So I was going to say that whole fake it till you make it. But if you are a doctor, but you're untrained and really you've never don't. done it before, don't, don't be like, go and do that. you should hire me because what it's I'm really amazing at is incisions. <laughs> that would be so bad. Very bad. Imagine that like, I, like, I, like, I inspire like a, a whole horde of people who are just it. walking around being like, I'm going to operate today. Yes, please, <laughs> please, please don't do that. And it'll be like, well, where did he do that on Dr. Alex's podcast? Yeah. Well done. Fantastic. Nice, nice, yes. nice, nice. And you're like, I was trained by Dr. Alex. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We trained all of these people. Exactly. So yeah, what, what, would, uh, what would you say in all seriousness? How, like, how, what is the approach to kind of, if you are nervous, you're feeling a bit imposter syndrome, how do you get overcome that? You know what? I will tell you when I figured it out because mm. I still I don't know. I think mm. That's I think it is. I think basically, I'm trying to think. Like, imagine yourself in like three months once you're doing it and kind of go in with like knowing that that, that you can do it and everything can be put in perspective. I think I like that point of the three months, and I'll say tell you why because um, I use the example of my friend. Um, Adam, I always use him examples for things. He probably loves me. Is Adam his uh, real name? Yes, it is indeed. Oh He's God, a dentist. He's, I'm, I'm, I've got a tattoo of his goddaughter on my arm. Do you so really? Very oh, much, I'd like to see that. Very much. It's, uh, it's cute, far too cold at the moment. It's far, higher up, but it's okay. a beautiful car. I'll show you. I'll okay. show you. <laughs> so um, basically, we, we decided turning 30, we had a, an epiphany or whatever that we wanted to um, um, do our bike tests. A motorbike test, right? Oh, like a motorbike. Yeah, we That's do like a motorbike proficiency. And, uh, and uh, yes, exactly, at 30. Sure. Uh, we wanted to do a motorbike test. So um, we both uh, applied to the kind of CVT and all the bits and pieces. Anyway, it came to the day of doing this test, and he was so nervous about it. He was really, really nervous about the test. And we were talking about it, and I said to him, I was like, the thing is, right, even if you fail today, you are going to pass at some point. Yeah. It's like... It might take you eight times, but yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point you're going to pass. And like, yeah. sometimes you get in your head so much that this is almost the only, a brain tricks sometimes to think that this is the only opportunity you have to pass. And even yeah. like, for example, a role, I mean, it's not the last no, role that's ever exactly, coming up, is it? Exactly. No, I wish I had had that advice before my driving test because it took me so many times. But you still passed but it. But I still eventually passed it. Yeah, I think more through like exhaustion from the Oxford like driving test company. Do you think the word got round? They're like, yeah, they're like, just let him pass. Get this guy okay. through kind of thing, yeah. It, 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 that mindset is important because I think our brains are so clever sometimes that it does trick us into this overly negative perception of not only ourselves but the yeah. scenario that you're in. Totally, totally. And I think also sometimes that is in if you're lucky enough to have like a group of pals that can in the same way that you would support your friend doing something by being like, you're amazing, you're perfect. Mm. Just chatting to your friends and getting some like, because it's sometimes, although having self-worth is obviously amazing, it's also really nice to um, not have to do it yourself the whole time. And sometimes yeah. just like meet up with friends and be like, you're great. And like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, ego fluff you. Well, I think well. it's sometimes good to remind people of their value. People will often forget that you actually are good at a lot of things and yeah. you know, put yourself down probably more than you pick yourself up. Totally, thing. totally. And then also, again, again, like whenever I've had, like, I'm doing it, by the way, mm. incoming, a gorgeous segue. Um, whenever I've done, um, like, got a scary, like, Zoom call or audition, I will often go on, like, a little walk and it will be just to, like, with get the into... With the stomp class on. With the stomp class yes. on, of course. Mm -hmm. Segway back. Um, <laughs> 
and just yeah just I think yeah getting out and about like whenever I start feeling like anxious or like fluttery or um just like unsettled mm. I can uh doing a walk I think yeah. will I and use a grounding technique. So in fact, we can yeah. use one now. I've just come back from the back of doing a school tour. So Children's Mental Health Week. Oh and we've been doing, doing this kind of grounding technique. Everyone go, oh, Alex, you know, breathing, whatever. Let's just use this breathing technique. And I want to show you the power of it. So I'll ask the listeners and anyone listening, um, do you think that you can control your heartbeat directly? And most of you hopefully are saying, no, I can't. Unless you've got some magical medications and you're in a hospital environment, it's not easy to just directly slow your heart down. Yeah. But you can control your breathing. So... We can do it while walking because you can do it sat with the eyes closed or you can do it with walking. Let's do a little bit of a breathing technique and then and we'll talk about how we feel afterwards. So let's roll the head. Nice little roll of the head. Shrug the shoulders, release all the stress. It's quite nice. And there uh, we've got a good team with us, with us today. And Rollo, Rollo, are you doing the breathing as well? Are you going to do it? A collective okay. outbreath. Yeah, a collective breath. Right, let's empty the lungs. Right, and then everyone with me, everyone listening as well, a deep breath in, a nice slow breath. And hold at the top. And as you breathe out, let your shoulders relax and just let them drop a little bit, a little bit lower. Just let them really relax and breathe in. And as you breathe in, think of one thing you're grateful for today and hold that thought. And breathe out and do it one more time. Let the shoulders drop. Deep breath in and out. How do you feel? Yeah, so much. It nicer. does, it it does really work for a moment. Good. And the reason we did that, there's several reasons. So when you're feeling really anxious and nervous, say whether it's for a casting or whatever it is, your, your heart rate often races because you know, our brain's telling our adrenal glands there's a problem here, something crazy or scary is going to happen, churns out adrenaline and the heart rate goes. So as the heart rate's going, obviously that perpetuates that cycle of anxiety and worry. We can't very easily control our heart rate, but what we can do is control our breathing. And by controlling our breathing, it slows the heart rate down. And you enter a different feedback cycle where you're breathing slower, the heart rate slows. That also means your breath slows down. You're not hyperventilating. The brain calms down and you're, you're calming further and further. So it's not just a fluffy technique. There's real good science to that. And, you know, I've used it for exams. I've used it in the A&E department. I remember vividly in the middle of the pandemic, um, not too far away from here in Lewisham, standing in the corner of recess when I've got so many patients and I need to make decisions and just doing a minute of this breathing. And it was incredibly powerful at focusing the mind, bringing back the sense of like groundedness yeah. and being able to approach the task in hand, you know? And I think sometimes there's like a very difficult thing. Like I remember if ever I'm feeling like overwhelmed, I'm like constantly thinking of like things that I like, yeah, should be doing, could be doing. And the idea of doing like a 10 minute meditation, even though I know it would be so helpful for me. It's too I much. Just, I can't do something then I'm like, oh, I could be using these 10 minutes to get this yeah. thing out of the way. But I suppose just like doing very, very simple breathing takes the tiniest bit of time. Well, we spent a few seconds there. And if you did that habitually, if you tried to do that twice a day, you'd start your day with a better mindset and you'd end it in a better frame of mind as well. Yeah. And you bookend your day and then you use just even take five breaths before you're about to do something important, yeah. five breaths, get clarity of mind, control yeah. the situation and do it. Totally, totally. Because You're so right. It's just that thing about being like present and taking like that little beat. Absolutely. And it does. It just makes you feel so much more like, huh. Exactly. And then you'll, you'll be known as someone that's very zen. A very zen that. and calm. Gorgeous. You have a zen voice to be fair. So now you just oh, great. That, you imagine that's just I'm speaking very low. Very slow and quite a lot. Into this. 
Guys, we're going to do some green room stories. We have a real life actor with us, so we have to do a green room story. But the twist is, twist of the plot, get it? Uh, we're going to talk about positive things because people are often talking about negative things about people. Let's hear a nice green room story. Well, I think it's just, I think I was, I was very excited to be in my first, my first green room. Mm. So it was like, just like ready for antics, mm. I guess. But um, it's basically people looking through, there's often a little Pyrex box with snacks in them. And depending on what the project is, that will range anywhere from Walker's crisps yeah. um, to like crunchy seaweed. Ooh, yeah. So you know, Ooh. you know where Ooh. you're at Ooh. if you've got crunchy seaweed. You're like things are going well. Mm. Um, and it's basically yeah, it's basically just people sifting through the snacks, wondering when lunch is, and seeing photos of the lunch menu and being like, oh, can should I can I have both? And then being like. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, go on then, fine. And so the truth is, it's very, very boring. And then also, if you're there for like a very long time, it, um, yeah, it's just, it's just people on their phone. So it's not as wild as we think. It's then. not. I was imagine how these Hollywood A-listers they'd be. Do they just what do they just want a Hollywood A-lister do in a green room? Well, we really imagine us like we Hollywood A-listers. We like to laugh. And we like to we like to play to play songs, make TikToks, make to, yeah. We just do TikTok dance after TikTok dance. Really? Have you actually witnessed no. it? No, 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 I haven't. No, <laughs> that was going to be. You'd have to see the name. No, on no, no. Um, I remember. I've I've often also if there's someone that I really like. I will wait like a day or two, and then I'll be like, we're breaking the button, and then I'll ask them so many questions yeah, about yeah. like things that I like. Often yeah. I'll just be like listing things that they've said in like films or TV shows that I've liked, yeah. and they're like, yeah, I said that, and I was like, I know. My I liked it and then scurry off back to my Run little pirate yeah. box. It's, how long do you wait before I look? I know, you know, it, it, it depends. There's, not, there's a amount of like, you know, how do we break If I this? know I'm there for, if, the, if mm. I know they're only there for a day, then I have to, Straight in. I have to Get go in. in and be like, kind of like, surprise, I'm Harry. Uh, and then ask them questions. Yeah. If I know they're there for a while, then I can I can play the long game. A bit more fun Makes it sound a little bit psychotic when mm -hmm. I say it out loud. Mm -hmm. But, but it's the opportunity. I guess for you as well, you meet people that are like obviously they're colleagues of yours now, which is which is amazing. But also sometimes you meet your heroes as well. You ever scary? Yeah. You're scared about meeting your hero in a sense. I think so. I think so. I, I thus far. It has been fine, mm. but um, I do I do worry about um, one day meeting Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And, <laughs> and no, I, yeah, but yeah, I actually, exactly, I, yeah. yeah. As in a matter just because I, yeah. She's great though, isn't she's she? She's so great yeah. apparently. And so yeah. I'd be very nervous. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever do, do you ever say, like, especially because sometimes you're going to work with someone that you may not have actually done the lines yeah. with them. Yeah. Well, like, sometimes we, I'll be we like, should we do, we do a quick line run? Like, do you, have, you ever, have you ever asked someone Which to I do that? I do what that? sometimes feels like, uh, as in, I mean, like a movie depiction of, of working on a set is when you're getting your makeup done next to someone and then you do a line run as you're doing it and that feels so glam. Yeah, that is That has got to be glam. That is a that yeah, cool. yeah, that's very glad. Who's the coolest person you've done that with? Um, I used to do it with, so a lot of my scenes would often be with uh, Rebecca Humphreys on 10%. Yeah, cool, and cool, we cool, are cool. makeup chairs, we're right next to each other. And we would have our silly little eye masks on and we would be chirruping away. And yes. not actually, it would usually start with being like, should we do a line run? And then it would be talking about like, Moisturizers or something, <laughs> like n nearly always. <laughs> what kind of rosh posés are you using? Or exactly, exactly. Guys, we're coming to the end of part two of the Stompcast. Um, it's been it's been really nice. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it so far. We've got one more part left. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about how how life shapes us. Things that happen sometimes. You know, we have to be resilient to outside factors and you know things like auditions and whatever and whether they work out or they don't but also sometimes things just happen like that we have to deal with and you went through something like that 
not too long ago. So let's, let's talk about that um, in part three. Guys, we'll see you very soon. Enjoy the rest of part two. If you're joining us straight away, fantastic. If not, we'll see you, well, very soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 